You've tuned in to TV You Grew Up With, where we interview the people who created the greatest TV shows ever made. Here's your host, Jim Harold. Welcome to TV You Grew Up With. I'm Jim Harold, and so glad to be with you once again. And today we're going to have a complete break with format. We're going to do something very, very different, but we have a very good reason. Uh, on this show, we talk about classic TV, the greatest TV shows ever made. Well, we're going to talk about one of the greatest TV shows ever made that actually is still on the air, at least for another week. That would be Mad Men in case you're hiding under a rock somewhere. But even so, we have even something better. Now, there is this theory floating around the Internet that Don Draper, the lead character, and I should say this thing is going to be full of spoilers today. So if you're not caught up with Mad Men, turn this off right now and turn it on right before you're ready to watch the last episode. So you've been warned. But anyway, there's a theory out there that Don Draper is D.B. Cooper, the uh, Washington hijacker from 1971, a case actually I've been fascinated with. So this was like a double score for me because uh, D.B. Cooper, been fascinated with that for decades. And Don Draper, I absolutely adore uh, Mad Men. think it's one of the best shows ever made. And we actually have a person on the line who came up with this theory. Lindsay M. Green. She is a VP of Corporate Communications at Bustle.com. But before that, a couple of years back, she wrote a piece, I believe, I think it was 2013 you came up with this, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Wait. It was June, June 2013. Wow. And, and you came up with this theory two years ago and I could tell you going into the final, final episode, it's looking more and more interesting because if anybody watched last week's episode, uh, tons of plane references. So Lindsay, first of all, thank you for joining us on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. How have you reacted to this? I mean, have you been surprised at how much attention you've gotten in the last couple of weeks? Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, it's funny because when I, I first wrote the theory, I you know I had the theory in my head for a little while. You know, I you know like you was fascinated by D.D. Cooper, but really had forgotten the story of him until it kind of came up in conversation a few years back. And I thought, oh yeah, I want to go back and like look that up again. And I was already watching that then, so I you know felt the connection. But I kind of thought it it I didn't really think much of it to be honest. And then. Um, when I started seeing the promotions for season six, you know, I'd already told all these people about my theory and just the play reference, all these things. I just felt compelled to finally write this down, this theory I'd had in my head forever. And um, when I wrote it down in, in June 2013, it did get a lot of pickup. I mean, people were very interested that it was out in the world. Um, and I would always get people a couple times a month tweeting it at me or any people would find it. It never really went away. But then suddenly, with the last couple of episodes, um, Matt, you know, Wiener and the writers have kind of thrown some winks at the theorists, you know, playing in the sky and driving west and things like that. It just started to take off. It was like a snowball. And I, I, I'm shocked. It's amazing. It's, but it's really surprising how people have really taken to it. And that's, that's exciting. And the thing is, is that, I mean, have you heard from anybody from the show? I mean, I'm assuming not, not from Matthew Weiner, but <laughs> have you heard from anybody from the show that said, wow, this is interesting? No, I haven't, but I don't expect you. I mean, they're, they're busy. They have a show to write. I mean, I think there's a lot of theories out there and, you know, it's really, it's 
it's funny to me because I, you know, people keep calling it a conspiracy theory and I'm like, it's not, it's just a theory. Like there's no conspiracy. I just thought this is interesting. Um, I haven't heard anyone from the show, but I mean, I do love the show and, um, you know, they're, they're a busy bunch. Yeah. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, we're going into, and I'm going to release this early this week so folks can hear it. So we're recording this on Tuesday, May 12th. So, however, it turns out we're having this discussion. If it if it happens, wow. If it doesn't, hey, it was a heck of a ride. But, you know, I watched Sunday night's episode. And, yeah. of course, we had the Betty Draper cancer uh, storyline, which was devastating. I mean, that was very, yeah. very sad. Uh, and then I kind of thought, after watching it, we had uh, 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 Don Draper in the car with Oki from Muskogee from uh, Merle Haggard playing and all of that. And th- at first I thought, well, maybe there's something because there's a cop. And and then he ended up in Oklahoma in this uh, ho- motel and getting beaten by Wojo from Barney Miller. Actually, that's uh, the actor Max Gale who portrayed yeah. that man, which I didn't even realize until after the show. And after I watched the show, I thought, well, I don't know where this leaves the the D.B. Cooper theory, but then I look back and all the references to planes. I mean, you had Learjet yeah. and uh, Pete Campbell. You had the um, the closing song was uh, Buddy Holly. Every day, Buddy Holly died in a plane wreck. You had yep. the uh, homage to, I think, North by Northwest, where Don, after he gives the, the, the young car artist his car, he's waiting by a bus stop in the middle of nowhere. And there are probably a couple more that I was missing there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's starting to look it's amazing. More and, there's so, and, the, and air travel and, you know, planes have just always been a part of, of this show. It's been a prevalent part of the themes. And, you know, there's obviously reasons for that. It was part of the era, but also I just think there's, that's one of the things that really got me to sit down with the theory originally a couple of years ago, because I kept thinking there's just something I say in the piece in the air about Mad Men. I think it plays into the show. And, it, and then I started thinking, I was like, maybe Pete Campbell's B.B. Cooper. Someone's B.B. Cooper. Who is it? Um, but I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't actually believe the theory will become literally true. I've never actually thought they would, he would be so literal, but um, you know, I do think that we're going to have a subtle, a subtle ending kind of open-ended and who knows the theory may never get fully debunked, but there, there certainly is something with this show and planes. And it's, it's really interesting. I don't really know where it's all going. To be honest. Give us some of the, you know, I mentioned some of the recent ones from this last episode, but give us some of the greatest hit airplane references in the history of Mad Men. Well, I just think it's, it's really been continuous and it's really been something that has, has, affected Don emotionally. So, I mean, the Mohawk Airlines, where they were going to throw out mm-hmm. Mohawk to try and pitch American, that was an emotional thing for Don. Obviously, Pete's father dying in that American Airlines crash was a huge emotional thing for the show. Um, and at the time, obviously, you know, the writers do throw in a lot of actual historical references, big moments. That was a big moment. Um, I always thought the most recently, one of the most interesting ones was the the moment I put this in the theory when Joan gets served divorce papers from Dr. Harris, she gets angry and she throws a model airplane of all things at the receptionist and Don is standing in the doorway. And I always thought like, he seems to always be in the room with these things. And 
um, of course, I think it was season six, I want to say, I'm not exactly sure, but um, when he was in that little two-seater plane. Yes, Ted Shaw. That was, yeah. He was, you know, there was such a, again, he was like terrified, sweating, and his emotional connection to it. Um, I thought his connection to the West Coast was very strong. Those LA episodes, it's just always been an underlying theme of the show. So the, and of course, I love, absolutely loved the the airplane in the sky um, in the second oh, yeah. the, the episode just recently. I thought that was a nice little wink, maybe from the writers to, to kind of nod to the people who like this theory and the fans who have kind of pushed for it. You know, I think that was a nice little thing. Do you think that almost by commenting on it that maybe you in, in some way and then other people who have uh, agreed with you on this theory maybe have in some way influenced, uh, you, you mentioned it there, do you think you've actually influenced the, the, the writing? Might even, might even this last uh, episode where there was a plane reference every five minutes, do you think that might have been a little bit of like, uh, we'll, we'll take them for a ride one way or the other and maybe, maybe throw them a curve? I don't know. You know, I think it's quite funny. I think we, maybe we even where we probably annoyed the heck out of the writers. I'll tell you that. I feel like I, I owe them a like an I'm sorry card. Um, but I, you know, I think that the one of the things I think they do really well on the show is is they they love their fans. They 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 love people who watch the show. They love to get people watching and talking about it and. Um, you know, the, the funny thing that, that Matt said during his interview with Conan was, I'm not going to dismiss it because I want people to watch the show. And they know that people love the series. And, and I'm obviously so flat that people actually care. I really can't believe people care about the series so much. Um, but I, there was a recent photograph of the, the Museum of the Moving Image here in New York where they had written, like, hijacking on the, on the whiteboard in the wider room and erased it and admitted the bottom of the photo, this is a joke. So they're in on the joke. And I love that. I love the sense of humor about it. I think that's really cool that they can kind of have a sense of humor about this this out of the blue theory that's taken off. It sounds like they're they're heading to try to pick up Don Draper right back there. Uh this sounds like a siren. Yeah, sorry. Welcome to New York City. Uh, <laughs> we have lots of sirens. <laughs> Yeah, that's always funny. I always actually they always have the sirens in the background of the show here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can pause for a moment if you'd like. No, 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 no. That's it's not necessary. Just wanted to make sure you didn't have some kind of alarm or something going off. Now, no, one, that's just the cop. <laughs> now, uh, one thing that, uh, and if you're right, maybe Matthew Weiner sending them to to take care of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing that you you talked about a little bit there. I love about Mad Men is that they really did create this little world, this perfect little world. And uh, I'm a stickler particularly for that era. Now, it was a little bit before my my time, but uh, I've studied that era a lot. And I can usually spot things that are wrong. They've done a really good job of being true to the era, even with something like I think about that bag that uh, Don was carrying. And I think that that kind of reminds me of the, the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. It's like, I think, mm -hmm. I think that has a big implication on whatever ends. Maybe he's wearing a suit. I mean, maybe he has a suit in that bag and he's going to use it uh, when he does his DB Cooper, who knows? But I think that has some implication, but even the logo, the Sears logo is exactly, you know, I was a little kid in the seventies and remember that Sears logo, that was a logo they used at that time. And uh, even little touches like that, I think they do such a great job of. Well, they, they do. They're amazing. I mean, they've just, I mean, the whole show, there's a reason why 
it's so popular, it's so good, it's so outstanding. It's it's really special. It's it's very special TV, and I think it's easy to take that for granted because TV is having such a moment right now, which is great. And we have players like Netflix and Amazon, and they're all creating amazing content. We're getting really spoiled by great content, and I think this is a show that debuted seven years ago that is just so good. And I don't, you know, I love TV, but I don't necessarily always feel, you know, an emotional connection. I really have not felt an emotional connection to a series uh, in a really long time. And I don't think I've felt anything quite the same since, since Mad Men. I just, it just speaks to humanity and people and that era in a really special way. And I think that era is interesting to people now because, they look at, yes, how far we've come and also, yes, how far we still have to go in some of these areas. And I, I always love sort of the feminist theme from the show. I, Joan and Peggy's journey has been amazing. When the show first started, I was at the very, very early stage of my career. And now I'm in like an executive role and that, um, you know, I've been able to watch that sort of change as well, which has been really cool. And they've, I sort of feel like I've been on this journey with them in a weird way. Yeah, it's interesting just to see them put a spotlight and, you know, I'm a, little older than you, but even I look at things that happen, you know, the thing that happened to Joan a couple of episodes back and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh. oh my goodness, I can't believe they can get away with this. You you forget no. how relatively recently there were such uh, uh, shackles put on women and just, and in the Betty uh, episode, and I think that I haven't surprisingly heard a lot of people comment on this on the net, but the fact that they wanted to talk to her husband and not to her directly. And she's, three feet away and you see them having this, uh, you know, uh, come to Jesus talk about her prognosis and he's talking to the doctor. Like she's not even, I mean, he's talking to the husband. Amazing, the isn't it? It's, it's not even there. I mean, that's amazing to me. Uh, just unbelievable. It, I agree. It's really, and they get it right. I mean, the show, listen, they, they just, they get it right. And they have a way of subtly pinpointing the things that really like just just get to you. I mean, they, they have a great, they're just tremendous job. And I think that's why people do it on all different levels, all different ages. That's why they do have an emotional connection to the show because they do a great job of setting up these stories and making you, you know, it's, it's very slow, steady character development and that's really interesting. And yeah, the, the, the Betty storyline is, it's tragic. It's sad. I mean, it, and it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out in the final episode. Sure. And it is interesting to see how that ties back into. And I want to see Joan again. I, I, really oh, hope yeah. I don't think it is, but I hope that's not the last time we see her. She walked out, and I was like, "Oh my god, I, I can't. I don't. I don't want that to be how we say goodbye." Yeah, know? it's and very I, sad. I mean, when you think about characters like Roger, who you may never see again, you may never see Joan again. Um, I know. You know it's just uh, really, really. I think Peggy's like Peggy, yeah, you know, gonna... president of some company. I hope, but yeah, you know, you I, wonder... it, that's one person who you think. Because I always felt that Joan would rise above it, but maybe Joan is just going to take the money, uh, half of what she deserved, and say, I'm just going to live a nice and comfortable life. But you do have a feeling that in future decades, in the 80s and the 90s, that Peggy will be uh, running something and probably doing a, doing a great job of it. And and that's another thing. I feel thing. like Joan was just at the end of that. And like Peggy was a little bit younger and was able to yeah. get in in the right moment. And Joan is just this, like she's a tough woman who had got kind of dealt this bad birthday or this like bad era. And she just, you know, she's way better than what she's going to end up with. And I think that's the story. Like she is, she should have been at the top. And I think she always will know that. And I think that's 
that story is a really important story to tell, and a real, and but it's a tough one to actually yeah. have to see play out. And I I do wonder what's going to happen. I'm going to miss these characters. I love these people. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they they feel like they, they've written them so well, you feel like you know they know them. Now, I have to ask you this. Let's fast forward to 11 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night. And let's say that you are absolutely correct, in not a figurative sense, oh but in a literal sense, that Don sits down and he's in the plane. He's got on the shades. He's uh, basically uh, handing a note to the stewardess. And you were 100% right. What's your reaction? Oh, man, I'll probably fall over. <laughs> you know, I, I, that, I, I would probably cry. I, I joke in my daily beast interview. I said, I'll cry if I'm right. I'm going to cry if I'm wrong. Because I'm going to cry at the end of the show because I love the show so much. So go over to yours. Um, if I'm if I'm absolutely right, that will be amazing. Uh, it, it would be amazing. Uh, that would be the coolest thing. I, I would be, you know, I've already um, I am going to watch the show alone on Sunday. Everyone's like, I want to walk with you. And I said no, but I am going to see um, some close friends of mine who are big fans afterwards, so we can like kind of you know dissect in and talk. And um, but if I'm absolutely right, man, I mean, what's my prize? Like, can I get a special Emmy or something? Like, <laughs> you want to have I'm a like, meet and greet with all the stars or something? <laughs> but I don't know. I think. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I'm, I, I got to think if you are right, Matthew uh, Weiner somewhere is going, <laughs> uh, I know. And I, it's so funny because I like the show so much. I'm like, I hope he doesn't, I hope he's not mad at me. I hope he likes me. Like I get, you know, it's, it's funny. He, listen, he's a smart, really amazing showrunner, great writer, great just creative mind. You know, he's, he's going to end this on his terms one way or the other. You know, he's going to end the show the way that he's always wanted to end the show. And, well, we just have to kind of see what that is. I mean, I don't believe that, you know, it's going to be super literal and I'm going to be right. But, you know, in a, in a dream world, that'd be really cool. <laughs> I could even see things like happening. The Learjet thing I could see. Um, and I saw where there was a, somewhere on the internet had a clip. There was a Wichita plane crash around that time. I could see Pete and Trudy getting killed in a plane wreck. I could see. It, does, it does seem like Pete's fate is a bit sealed. They had all these references to his father last week. and seems like that story. I actually always thought that he was going like, to suicide. You know, he had that gun and that, that was so eerie in those episodes. And I just kind of thought his storyline was always going to be a bit dark. And now he's kind of like, they're putting him in this redeeming light. So I can't be good for Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to outlast. I didn't heroin. know about the Wichita plane crash actually i had no idea yeah i just literally i was doing some pre-show research to see if there's anything i missed and in one of the blogs and i'm very sorry that i can't remember which one it was but uh they um uh they brought it up and, and, and said something to the effect of here are all the plane references and one of them was this uh wichita uh wichita crash now maybe maybe that has nothing maybe it's just a coincidence uh but it was uh it was uh quite interesting and they do so well with the little touches. For example, a couple of episodes ago, uh, Peggy was watching McLeod, which aired at this time. Uh, and then this week uh, was the Flip Wilson show with Red Fox. And you know mm -hmm. they were able to, they even went back and checked the dates that these aired. So they really did a great job of, of, of just getting really granular with the detail. And I think that's what gives it a lot of the authenticity to the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, they're top of the game. I mean, they're top of the pops. They, 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 there's no 
But then I, nothing is a coincidence in the show. No, no detail goes overlooked. Um, they do that game, I think, better than anybody. Yeah, and I think I read something where, I don't know if it was Matthew. I'd, I'd like to personally thank AMC for continuing to spend a lot of money on the show for yeah. seven years. Oh, absolutely. I know it's expensive to produce, so um, thanks for picking up the bill for that. We all really appreciate it as fans. And amazing how many big companies missed the boat on this show. I mean, HBO being one of them. Uh, just uh, amazing. And how, I guess there was some question at one point if it was going to continue. And I'm just so glad that it did because I think in time it's only going to grow. Uh, certainly yeah. loved Breaking Bad. Thought that was a fantastic show. Very tough for me to pick between the two. I think those are two. I mean, talk about a, a network getting two great shows back to back. I mean, just have yeah. Breaking Bad and to have Mad Men. I think I'm a little more in favor of Mad Men, but uh, Breaking Bad was tremendous. You know, I've never as well. actually seen Breaking Bad. People are always so shocked when I say that. And what's funny is I was late to the game on Mad Men. I did not watch the first season. I don't know what it was. I mean, you know, early on, I think uh, maybe people just didn't believe that AMC could, could do a show. I don't know what, what the hesitation was, but I didn't start watching it until season two, and I only started watching it because I was working in fashion at the time. And we were doing a Mad Men themed photo shoot with a newspaper. And I was like, well, I got to watch. I don't know what this book clothes is for this. So I, that's what got me to watch the show. And I was a full season behind. So I didn't really catch up with everybody probably until season three or so. But um, I was so glad I did. And, I, and I, I know there's still an audience out there that hasn't discovered the show yet. So I hope that they do because it, it's long and, and it, 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 it's detailed and it's does it move as fast as some of the newer shows or some of the things that we're seeing on like Netflix and things like that? Because you can stream instantly and you can, it, the storyline moves a lot faster. But it's so worth to watch. You know, it's so worth to sit down and, and experience it. Uh, now, I asked you, what if you were right? What if yeah. you watch the show? How will you feel if you watch the show and you're not even close? <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, pro- I'm expecting to not be close. I'm expecting to like, you know, miss, I'm, it's going to be an air ball. It's going to be like in the, in the rafters. I'm going to get close to the basket. Um, I'm expecting to be pretty far from right to be, to be honest. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't really, I keep saying this to people, I say, I don't really watch the show every week waiting for my theory to come true. I don't really watch the show and think about my theory at all. In fact, I've missed a lot of the, the signs in, in the recent episodes and people have been texting them to me and, I really do sit down and watch it as a fan. And when something really speaks to the theory, I, you know, it kind of hits me in a exciting. And I'm like, oh, when he got in the car and started driving, I'm like, he's going west. <laughs> um, but that, that was really the only time during that, that episode where I was like, oh my goodness. I, you know, the playing was kind of cool too, but I don't actually sit down and think what part of my theory will be right today. You know, I, I really do sit, sit back and watch it as a fan. So I'm okay with however it ends. I just hope, you know, it ends in a way that doesn't make me cry too hard. I mean, I would be disappointed if Don dies. Uh, I mean, I would like to think that whether it's, we see it on the screen or it's implied uh, that somehow he finds uh, redemption, whatever that is, but he seems to be such a unhappy person that it would be hard to, to, for me to think that, that that's going to happen, but it would be nice to see. I would love to see him kind of wiggle away from, from all of it and find a way, you know, I, 
I, I wonder, you know, I, I kept going back to everyone's like, what is this going to happen? And I was like, I don't know, I think, you know, he, he ends up in LA. I, he walked into the ocean. You know, there was an ad campaign he did last year that was, you know, the man disappears into the ocean, the suit's on the beach. And I thought, maybe he's just going to walk into the ocean and end it all. Who knows? Um, but there's probably something to his family now, his kids, with, with Betty gonna, who's going to pass. And, Maybe there's something there. He, he finds his way back to New York. I, I don't. That was a, the theory. There was a theory coming out today on on Vox.com um, that says they they really think he's going to go back to New York. This is like his chance to sort of step it up and be you know a great dad. But I, I don't know what's going to happen. I would like to see John find some some redemption, find some happiness. But you know, <laughs> not our call. <laughs> I just thought about another one. North by Northwest. DB Cooper was on Northwest Airlines. Just, oh, no, he was on. Um, well, he was on. Um, uh, oh goodness gracious! What was it called? Northwest, it, yeah, Northwest Orient, yeah, yeah, Northwest. Yeah, that's correct. So, so just another thought. Just and again, it's like anything I'm else. I'm just looking for references to the number three hundred five because that's the flight number. The three hundred five. I've never really found anything, but I haven't really been. I was like, I've really been looking that closely. But if anyone out there. Yeah. Has anything wild they want to throw my way with the number 305, you know, feel free. Well, you've been very generous with your time. And I've got to say, if you are right, this is one of many, many <laughs> interviews to come. You'll probably be on the Today Show and Good Morning America and all the, the biggies. Oh, so thanks for spending some I get time. I'm so nervous. Us. Thanks for asking. This has been really fun. And, um, you know, I. I really appreciate you coming forward and asking me to do it. Oh, it's been great. And I've loved following your theory, whether it's correct or not. One last thing, since um, you've done us the honor of being on the program, talking about your theory, I know you're the VP of corporate communications for bustle.com. So um, if you want to give a a nod to your employer and tell us a little bit about bustle.com and where they can check all of that, that would be great. What, what is bustle.com and what does it do? It's an amazing thing. We're almost two years old now. It's an incredible site. It's really um, directed towards young millennial women. It's smart content about all kinds of topics that they care about. You know, we cover we cover everything. We we, we cover current news. We cover, you know, your favorite reality TV shows. Um, and we work with some of the best young writers and voices in the business. And it's just a great, it's a great site for young women. And, and we, we do quite a bit of coverage of Mad Men as well. So you can go to bustle.com and check that out. Well, you have to check that out. You have to check out Mad Men this coming Sunday night, if you're listening to this before the airing, to find out if Leslie M. Green is right. But it's a compelling theory. Looking better all the time, and we're going to see what happens. So, Leslie, I'll be tuned in. For the record, I hope you're right. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. and I hope you enjoyed the last episode. I will and have enjoyed, again, following your theory on the Internet. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to TV you grew up with. We certainly appreciate it. Stay tuned to see what happens. We'll talk to you next time with another of our standard episodes. Bye-bye.